I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. Welcome back to Keanu Believe It, the Talk Film Society podcast that is all Keanu Reeves all the time. I'm Sam Van Haren, assistant editor at TFS and a lifelong fan of the singular Keanu Reeves. I will be your guide through his diverse and interesting career. Each week, a guest and I will discuss a film from his filmography, which we're working through in chronological order. On this episode, we'll be discussing Bram Stoker's Dracula. Joining me to discuss the gothic horror film are... Matt Curione, and Ali Gonzalez. How's it going, folks? Hi! Hello! Doing well! Fantastic. Uh, so, as everyone knows by now, uh, we have a little bit of routine here of asking my guests when it's their first time how they feel about Keanu. Uh, so let's start with you, Ali. Uh, what do you think about Keanu Reeves overall? I think I'm on the same page as literally every other human being on the face of the planet when I say that Keanu Reeves is probably one of my favorite people in Hollywood, one of my favorite people to watch on film. Great. Uh, you're in the right place, obviously. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have started this year-long journey if I didn't feel the same way. Uh, what about you, Matt? I'm a big fan. Always have been, ever since I was a little kid. Uh, he's a treasure, and we kind of take him for granted as a society. I fully agree. Uh, all right, so that this will, there's a lot to talk about in this movie, so let's dive into it. Uh, first, I want to ask you guys, uh, kind of just... What you think of it uh, overall, and when the, kind of when the first time you saw it. Uh, so let's start with uh, Allie again. Uh, are you a fan of this movie? So I try to be as unbiased as possible <laughs> <laughs> with this movie, but I love this movie. I think it's, I would say, perfect. I don't know if there was ever like a general consensus that said that this movie was terrible, but I find myself defending it a lot. Yeah, same. So I wonder if it's going to do one of those things that has been seen a lot recently where it's generally not loved and then evolves into something that's super cherished. But I hope it does because I really love this movie. Yeah, I'm there with you. Uh, So go ahead, Matt. What do you think overall? Uh, It's probably my favorite vampire movie. Uh, Definitely my favorite uh, Dracula adaptation. Um, Both bold Gary, statements, but Gary Oldman is my favorite Dracula. Oh. I think this is his, this is his best performance. Uh, I really love Anthony Hopkins in this. Uh, this movie was the first time I ever saw boobs, <laughs> so it holds a special place in my heart. Uh, I guess that I was a weird kid, I suppose. But yeah, this is uh, this is one of my all time favorite movies. Uh, it's uh, here's another bold statement. Uh, it's my second favorite. Coppola, and I think it's his second best. Whoa. Whoa. Bold so, statements. Just bold droppings. Yeah, all over the place. Bold. Bombs. Come on that bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it works <laughs> out for me, because I don't think it will. Uh, yeah, I have nothing nothing but love for this movie. Uh, 
even from like a technical standpoint. Everything about it is amazing. And to borrow your words, Ale, uh, perfect. <laughs> I think Except for a few things. Uh, <laughs> a few yeah. things are not perfect. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so speaking to Ali's point earlier uh, about, uh, you know, that there's a consensus of that a lot of people don't like this movie. And it's actually, before I saw it for the first time last year during my uh, annual Halloween horror fest uh, uh, yes, spooky season is upon us. Yep, uh, <laughs> always. And but I, for a while, I put off watching it because of the people that talked about how, like you know, the performances are. You know, they would say that oh, Winona and Keanu are miscast and all this, blah blah blah. But then, like, it's weird that I didn't hear the talk of how just it's one of the best looking movies I've ever seen. Like the, mm-hmm. it's just oh my god, it's stunning in every way. Uh, the colors are insane. The on-camera effects are insane. Um, the music, oh my god, the score. It's like amazing. This this was one of the first soundtrack CDs I owned as a kid. Uh, I think the two first two soundtracks I had were Bram Stoker's Dracula and the Mortal Kombat soundtrack. <laughs> so yeah, me and this movie go way back. I remember, um, I spoke to you about this, Sam, but I said that... Can't, I'm not saying this as a criticism on the movie, because, like I said, it's perfect, and you can't criticize a perfect movie, but... <laughs> I said to you that Keanu kind of plays this as if he's Ted in a high school play. Yes. And it Which makes is, me love this movie even more. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Uh, yeah, the... And I honestly, I mean, yeah, we'll talk about that, uh, obviously, uh, but, I mean... His accent comes in and out, but if, you're, if you ignore <laughs> that <laughs> fact, <laughs> the part where he's not doing an accent and the parts where he is doing an accent are perfect. It's just that he couldn't decide which to do, and like it varies even shot to shot when he, whether he's doing it or not. But Carfax Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree that I think it adds to the charm. I think it, like, uh, I mean, because everything uh, Coppola did in this movie is about making it feel like something that would have existed at the time, like when it, like when the book came out. Like, I was watching uh, an interview with him and Roman Coppola about the movie and them saying that they kind of wanted to... CGI existed at the time, but they wanted to do everything practical because they wanted it to feel like that this would be, like, the first movie. And so mm-hmm. that's why a lot of the ways it's similar stylistically to, like, Nosferatu, where they filmed it like they did that which is perfect and that's why it works so well for this movie uh yeah it, go ahead man the 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 technical aspects of this movie are really out there uh, i really love the fact that they did all the effects in camera uh that one scene where dracula is kind of like walking the streets where they actually oh. got an old mm-hmm. silent movie camera that like coppola found somewhere he's like hey let's try this out and everyone's like all right francis you're a little crazy but let's give it a shot and then it just works beautifully this movie is nothing but impressive like throughout there's some great creature effects uh the the gore is top notch and yeah it's just it's nothing but impressive i can't get enough of it that moment you were just talking about has to be like one of my favorite moments in vampire movie history oh where he's just stalking the streets yeah oh it's great and uh if you watch the behind the scenes stuff uh even gary oldman's like looking at this old timey camera and he's like all right let's see if this works (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh so let's yeah let's dive into the the movie uh that opening is amazing the uh i mean just purely just the, the costume the armor 
that Dracula's oh wearing is amazing. Like, I think it's, it looks it, ridiculous, but it works perfectly. It's so good. I know we're going to talk about this, you know, in a broader aspect later, but do you guys think that there's like a tonal issue with the with the movie? Because that's one of people's like main arguments against it. But I think I don't know. I don't really agree that there's a total issue because I know the beginning opens and it's kind of like extremely dramatic. And then there's like Anthony Hopkins having so much fun with his role that it's kind of funny. So people think that that creates like a tension. I don't know. I think it it works. I think it's the whole thing is just pitched at such a high level of that. It just, I mean, like Gary Oldman's performance and especially Anthony Hopkins performance are just, and you know uh, Tom Waits as Renfield, where they're just um, they're fully. I think those are the three actors that are fully understood what Coppola was trying to do. You know, just go as far as you can and then keep going. Like that's, and I think that's pitched the whole time. I think it works. So, yeah, the, the tonal uh, inconsistencies. I think it. it goes all the way back to the novel. I mean, that had some tonal inconsistencies, but it's also a really good mirror of what Dracula is thinking at any given moment. Uh, I mean, he is going... In the beginning, it's, you know, all dark and despair, and then, you know, there's a tonal shift when he sees Mina again, and, you know, his heart is a flutter, his undead heart, I guess. (laughs) So you could, like, pattern it after that if, if you really wanted to get into it. It's... It's really well done on Coppola's part, uh, the way he adapted this uh, novel that, you know, if people haven't read it, it's all diary entries and, like, journal logs. It's pretty cool that he was able to do this. Yeah, and the uh, yeah, the, uh, the opening with uh, the showing, the like, the, the battle where he... Uh, oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, like, they did it with actual shadow puppets. Like, that's not... Yes. That's I know, so awesome. Great. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it, and it looks it looks like maybe they you know they're it looks like it's real people doing silhouettes, uh, you know, acting like puppets, but it actually is like puppets. shadow puppets. And they yeah, uh, Coppola said like they really didn't have that big of a budget, so they uh, would have done. And he said it works so much better with it being puppets because it's like the technology at the time, and it makes. Uh, it makes it feel weird and the, the memory and it just it's really great looking I agree I'm actually so jealous that you got to see it on you said you got it on Blu-ray right yeah the 4k they've got the 4k <laughs> transfer and it's same oh holy crap <laughs> those colors the colors children <laughs> uh, yeah and then the uh, another great effect uh, is when he so like when his uh, his beloved Elisabetta dies uh, and he like renounces uh, God, and cur- it's yeah. so awesome. And like, this is where I kind of agree, Matt. It's definitely—I don't know if I would go to the point where I'd say it's his Oldman's best performance, but it's definitely his most fun and his most performance. It's like, his most. Yeah, his, it's most. his most. <laughs> it's his most. He's ex- he's very extra in this movie. I mean, stabbing the the cross and it starts bleeding. That is amazing. It's lovely. It made me laugh watching it this time around for some reason. And, uh, yeah, and there, there's another story. I keep, I'm going to keep coming back to this. I, watched, I was just watching this interview with uh, yeah, um, Francis Ford and uh, Roman Coppola, because Co- Roman Coppola was the second unit director and in charge of all the uh, VFX, which I didn't realize, which is awesome. Like, and it was one of his first movies, which is pretty cool. So you're telling me that more than one Coppola 
worked on this movie. I'm shocked. <laughs> I know, right? It's very out of... Uh, Coppola of hired a family member? I can't believe it. Uh, but they were saying that uh, during the part, so like when the blood is just gushing out of the cross and covering everything, that like they, were, they, were, they uh, weren't sure when Nona would want to do it. Like <laughs> They're like, uh, do you want to get a double or something? And she's like, no, I've worked with Tim Burton. I'm we're cool. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm good. It. I got this. <laughs> uh, and that's that brings us to Winona. I think she's fantastic in this movie. I think people yeah, always same. like to throw at her that she's like uh, out of place. Like you know, her and Keanu are very modern actors, and so I. But I honestly think it works to the movie's benefit, and I think she's great in this. What do you guys think? You know what it kind of reminds me of. I was watching it, and I. I was thinking about how Keanu and Winona in this are like Janet and Brad in Rocky Horror going into something ah. that's just so extra and they're kind of like a little bit vanilla in their in yep. their role but mm-hmm. I do I do really like her in this. I don't think she's a problem at all. Yeah, that's a good point. I think like yeah, um it almost works because Mina and Jonathan are kind of like they are supposed to be out of place. Like that's kind of Yeah, exactly. The point. And so the fact that everyone else is like, uh, and the I love the um, so the guys that are like courting um, Mina's friend Lucy, like I love Carrie Elwes in this. I love Same. Billy Campbell, uh, Richard E. Grant. Yeah, the Rocketeer. Rocketeer. Yeah, Richard E. Grant is so good in this. I think uh, he's the cowboy, right? No, he's the, no, no. Billy Campbell's the, the cowboy. He's a yeah. psychiatrist. Yes. Speaking of yeah, and then let's get to the just the the production design is awesome, especially in the. I mean, everywhere, but I like the, how grimy the insane asylum feels. Oh, like, God, and yes. for some reason, the, uh, orderlies have cages on their heads. Like, I love it. I love that touch. <laughs> cool. Uh, but going, going back to Winona real quick. Yeah. Uh, I do think she's great here. And I think some of her best work is in period pieces. Yeah. Like you go back through her career, you have this, uh, and then within close proximity, you have, uh, age of innocence. Mm-hmm. She's amazing in both, and she, like, embodies that time. She's, like, this naive character in this, uh, almost, like, played, played like a deer in the headlights. And some people put that as, like, a knock against her, but she pulls it off, like, tremendously well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. But, yeah, that, but, yes, the insane asylum with Tom Waits. He's my favorite Renfield ever. Same. Uh, I, I honestly haven't seen enough of other Dracula movies to make that call, but, yeah, he is great. And, like, the... His weird, uh, his straight jacket gets like progressively longer, like his sleeves are yes. at one point like fl- flowing down the. Uh, it's yeah, it's awesome. But he's just, you know, he's going for it. He's eating bugs. He's uh, Tom Waits for you. <laughs> Tom Waits. I don't know if you know this, but he's a pretty good actor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's he's got talent for days, and he always pops up here and there in like a Coppola film and my eyes just light up and I get so happy. I'm like, hey, it's Tom Waits. Yeah, and like, I like how they're, you know, the, the starts with uh, him, uh, you know, going insane and so they have to send Harker across to Transylvania to meet uh, Dracula and I like how they're pitching it like, okay, that's fine. That's not weird at all. One guy goes insane <laughs> talking about his master and we're going to send yeah, him to a fictional country and or a, a uh, unknown country in Europe. Sure, that makes sense. <laughs> not weird at all. Uh, it's not weird. And, <laughs> totally normal. <laughs> but uh, I love this sequence. Uh, this is probably my favorite sequence of the movie. Is just the uh, Harker in 
Dracula's castle with uh, just the immediately you get into the how great the score is, how great the sound design is, how great Oldman is as both versions of Dracula, right? Like the yes. scary ancient uh, Dracula and the uh, sexy, <laughs> mysterious. I would argue stranger. that both of them yeah. are sexy. Okay, elaborate on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll give you that. I mean, no, I just have, um, I'm partial to vampires all around, so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's funny that my first exposure to this uh, version of Dracula was the Simpsons episode that was satirizing it uh, with Mr. Burns as, so that was funny. Yes. But, but it's still yes. scary when you watch it in the uh but scary and awesome and also kind of funny. Like, the way he gets uh, mad at Harker is great. Um, but also, it's like this whole movie, it seems like... Like, you're talking about that tonal dissonance, but I think it all works. The whole movie is, uh, to, to steal a Twitter phrase, one big mood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this whole movie is just... Every scene, you could just pause it and be like, Yep, that's a mood mm-hmm. right there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean the yeah the. Every, honestly, like I could spend we could spend an episode on just the costumes, on just the production design, on just the score, and honestly, the uh, Wojciech Kilar did the score, and I think yes. it's it's in my top ten. I've only seen the movie twice, but it's already in my top ten scores ever because it's just gorgeous and sca- and intimidating and an epic. Yeah, I mean all three themes of the. The horror theme and the romance theme and the more of the actiony stuff is it all works and it's just it's kind of amazing that it's even it's almost I just at another like, level of everything else. Like usually, there's one or two elements in every movie that just didn't quite match up to the rest of the movie. But I feel like everything I'm thinking about it now, and I think everything in this movie is actually quite perfect. Like you were talking about the costumes <laughs> and. It made me think about that red dress she's wearing when it's just her and Dracula, and he's mm-hmm. telling her about, you know, his home and stuff. And it blows my mind. That scene in particular blows my mind. I think that's one of the most beautifully, like, set up scenes and, like, mm. what she's wearing, what he's wearing. The dialogue mm-hmm. is perfect in that scene. Yeah. yeah Oscar winning costume design here. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it shows. It's if These are, like, gorgeous uh, gowns and outfits. That everyone is wearing. I love the outfit that Oldman is wearing when you first meet him as Dracula. Uh, when Harker comes to the castle, that red oh, robe. Yeah. Oh, yes, please. And I think this is the first uh, when I, you know, watching this movie. It's like I think it's the one that nails the uh, Dracula is gothic romance. Like it's that's why I yeah. like it so much, and that's why I think. Um, I mean, as much as I love the original Dracula, like there's just something about this one that. I just, it feels more emotional and it feels more like the stakes are higher and you actually are invested in the fact that you could believe that Mina would fall for both guys. Like she's in love with Jonathan because he's kind and, you know, cares about her, but also like Dracula is sexy and weird and (laughs) how is he doing this shit? Like, okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah, who doesn't who doesn't like the weird guy? Come on. Exactly. I was actually talking about this with a friend yesterday because I have like a different reaction to that relationship every time I watch it. So the mm. first few times I saw this, I was like 
oh my God, Jonathan, you are manipulating her. She's in love with Dracula. Get over it. But, you know, watching it now, I know that, like, I don't know if that um, relationship between Dracula and Mina is for real because he is, like, hypnotizing her. Right. Essentially. Yeah, and, I mean, there's that, and then there's also the fact that, but then it's also that she's, like, how much you believe is she the reincarnation of exactly. uh, Elisabetta? So it's all, that's what's kind of interesting about this movie. Now that you talk about that, like it's kind of ambiguous in a way, like it's not forcing you to think one relationship is right or one uh, motivation is right. It's kind of just saying like, this is what's happening. What do you think? And so I think that's kind of interesting for a Dracula movie. So, hmm. Hmm. this is all well and good. Can we talk about Anthony Hopkins? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mr. Uh, I'm just going to do whatever the hell I want and chew all the scenery and drink a beer and eat a steak. And ultimately talking becomes about vampires. the best part of the movie to me. I think he is so fun in this. He is a blast and a half. My goodness. when he's ex- like, like I said, when he's explaining vampires over a steak, a bloody steak, <laughs> yeah. that's that's some funny shit right there. And he's like, yeah, he's like shouting about... Like in a room full of like families and shit, and, she, and he's like, "Yes, he's like, it's amazing." Blood, yes, death, yes, and it's yeah, it's. Has Van Helsing been like supposed to be funny in any of the other adaptations? Uh, he's always supposed to be a little unhinged and crazy, but I think Hopkins just took it to the next level. He's like, you know what? Th- that's this is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the crazy doctor guy. That's gonna. I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be the, uh, you know, uh, I guess 19th century. Was this 18th century? Um, uh, turn of the century. One of those. I think it's the 19th. Uh, I'm gonna, sure. I'm going to be the turn of the century Dr. Loomis. and uh, <laughs> But I'm going to be Halloween 5 Dr. Loomis <laughs> in this movie. So, yeah, he just he swung for the fences and hit a couple home runs. This is uh, batshit crazy work from him. I also don't know how we haven't spoken about the scene with Lucy in the white, like, dress where she like throws up blood on one of the three guys yeah yes so there's yeah there's basically like three movies like there there's the or three stories intersecting like there's jonathan trying to escape and then there's the but this is probably my this is the most fun part of it is uh van helsing and the three guys basically not knowing what's going on but also hunting vampires and like yeah the scene where they uh, after lucy dies and they're digging her up and yeah like that whole I mean, there's a part where she's, like, when she comes down the stairs, she's carrying a kid, and she, like, just chucks the kid yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I cackled at that part. I was like, okay, this is what we're doing now. All right. Even that scene. I always forget, I always forget that she throws a baby. <laughs> Even that scene that's supposed to be a little tense, like, those scenes are typically tense in vampire movies, but when she throws up on that guy, it was just, I don't know, it made me laugh so hard, and I don't know if it was meant to. But it did, and it's one of my favorite parts of the movie, too. I mean, yeah, I mean, there are parts definitely that are uh, creepy and spooky, but then also, they're also funny at the same time, and I think that's just kind of, it's kind of a miracle in a lot of ways, like, uh, that everything, that I just, even the things that technically maybe don't objectively work, they're just so fun that I don't really care. Like, I have a hard time complaining about it, so I want to talk about the um, just the the just the visual effects because how uh, like the even just the 
there's a part with green mist that blows my mind. Like the way I don't know yeah. how they did that. I don't really want to know because it's like it makes it cool. I think they go into it in the bonus features, but uh, I haven't watched that part yet. <laughs> Wait, what but scene? Just the where he tur- where Dracula turns into mist. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just oh my god. Like, and there's uh, where he visits Renfield and then visits Mina and uh, or just the for- the blue force field that's around the castle. Like, oh man, it's all great. Also, I only noticed this this last time that I revisited it for this, but there's this parallel with Salem's Lot where Dracula is, like, outside of the window in the same mm-hmm. way that the kid is in Dracula. I mean- yeah, I finally, I finally got that reference this time because, well, up until last year, I had never seen Salem's Lot. But now, I've, you know, I've seen it, and yeah, it's there. It's cool. <laughs> I felt kind of like a badass because I picked it up. I wonder if that was a Roman Coppola thing because he would have been uh, a teenager, when a little kid, came yeah. Out, and so he's yeah. like, "Hey, Dad, let's do this." Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, sure. What's this from? My brain. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Also, that scene we haven't talked about it yet with um, Jonathan Harker and then the three Draculas, like brides. Mm-hmm. Oh, First time yes. I saw boobs. <laughs> so erotic. Yep. Wow. I think this is actually one of the most erotic vampire movies I've ever seen, and that's saying a lot. This movie really helped me with my uh, young child confusion, <laughs> being, being very confused as a kid. And, uh, yeah, bless this movie for that. <laughs> well, I mean, Monica Bellucci rises out of a bed between Keanu Reeves' legs, so, I mean, it's yeah. It's amazing. And so He also had the Monica Bellucci dream again. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, like, Keanu's, like, getting, you know, he's he's into it. Like, he's, how is he not, he's, I mean, they're vampires, so they're, uh, <laughs> they've got their, uh, hypnotism a little bit, but also it's like, uh, you know, it's him from Victorian London, like, he's gonna be, uh, but then also they start feeding on him, and it's like, yeah, it's pretty great, uh, for sure. The feeding is almost erotic, too, though, because, like, in the last scene where mm-hmm. it's Mina and... Dracula, like, mm-hmm. and she's sucking his blood. It's almost pornographic. Yep. But it's, like, Indeed. one of my favorite scenes. Uh, and I uh, just, I like the, um, how great the back, we're going all over the place. I'm trying, it's hard to keep uh, this in line with the plot. But anyway, uh, back to the beginning with um, the way Dracula's shadow, like, does his true intentions when he's with uh uh, with Harker is great. Like the, there's a part where uh, Keanu is standing there, and like the shadow starts like choking him out. Like the, like a silhouette is trying to choke uh, Harker to death, but while he's like talking to him, it's just I love that. I'm trying to remember that. Well, it's just one of the parts where like he's uh, is when he discovers uh, Mina looks like oh uh, Elizabetta, and he like part where the shadow reaches at him and like it looks almost like he's like a it's like a Simpsons gag or something where he's like trying to choke him uh but um man there's just this is one of those movies there's so much to talk about that I'm uh at a loss but (laughs) and it's I mean it's also like three hours long but I almost wish it was longer (laughs) this should be like this should have been a miniseries of some sort I would watch that I would totally watch that I don't know. I feel like I consider myself to be very well versed in 
vampire movies. And mm-hmm. I have to say, this is probably one of the best, objectively. I mean, it is. I mean, it's. I honestly, I can't. I can't argue with you because, uh, I mean, just on yeah, on the technical level, but also thematically, and uh, I mean, there's just something about Oldman's Dracula that just how it can it's both tragic. be intimidating and tra- yeah, and tragic, and uh, but also like you're not supposed to like him either. I mean, there's all this is like you kind of like and hate everyone at the same time, and it's kind of yeah. I don't really hate Dracula in this. I feel like he, he's, again, tragic, and I almost feel really bad for him, especially in that scene that we were just talking, or that we were talking about earlier with, um, where it's just him and Mina, and they're talking about his past. He mm-hmm. looks empty, yeah. and it really makes me feel for him. So I feel like this movie in particular does a good job at making the whole vampirism thing more tragic than it is, like evil or like badass you know sure uh i mean and then he uh also turns into a werewolf so like it's all <laughs> you know a wolf man so all cool uh but yeah i agree with you uh the that scene is probably the most uh probably the best scene in terms of the thematics of it with uh her him and mina like and uh you know the there's a line earlier where he says, I have traveled across oceans of time to be with you. Like, Ugh. yeah, I get that. Like, it's, uh, it really gets to the uh, tragic romance of, uh, at the heart of Dracula, for sure. I'm about to cry just thinking about that line. <laughs> so I want to watch this movie. I know, right? <laughs> I just watched it, but I want to watch it again. Me too. And like, you guys have mentioned some of the special effects stuff that I didn't really pick up on because I was so focused on like, the cool yeah, wild. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, because this was, yeah, this was right at the, basically, you know, uh, CGI was becoming the new norm, and uh, yeah, I just, it really wouldn't be half as, and a lot of that's not, even if you don't, even if you're not picking up on the fact that it's in camera, there's something about it, uh, you know, uh, subconsciously you pick up on that. Um, just because of the way the or the way that the actors react to everything, because they're there when happening. It's happening with them. So, uh, like, there's a scene where uh, Harker shows up at the castle, and the, the carriage driver, who actually is Dracula, but, like, reaches across and, like, picks him up and just put, pulls him into the carriage. Like, that they is did almost, that practically, yeah. And that is almost that is all, exactly how... all done in camera. That's almost exactly how I imagined it as I was reading the book, too. And I feel like this is the only Dracula adaptation that... It's almost... (laughs) I'm not going to say it's the most faithful, because this is a little crazy. But it's extremely faithful to the novel, which is pretty interesting. I love that uh, the carriage driver character. uh, That costume he's wearing is really cool. Reminds me of Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. And I I loved fighting him in the video game. (laughs) There's a video game? Yes, we are talking about that now. God damn it. Uh, Sam, this is back in the day when every movie had a game. And uh, almost every game had a movie. And this was a side-scroller, basically. It's Castlevania, but you play as Keanu. Hmm. And you get, you get to fight all of these weird creatures in, in, the, in the game. Uh, I'll share a video of this. And yeah, it's, it's wild, it's goofy, it's fun. It's everything an early 90s movie-licensed game should be. I'm going to have to find it. It's such a bizarre movie to make a video game out of, but yeah, like the... 
Uh, I mean, Every movie had a game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, the E.T. game, but we're not going into that. This isn't a video game podcast. All right. Uh, it is now, damn it. Hack your Super NES classic. Play this game. Do it. Uh, yeah, and the... Um, how, just how the the bat form, you know, his monstrous vampire form, that's an incredible makeup. Um, mm-hmm. It's gross. It's awesome. Yeah, it's disgusting. I mean, the way he turns into rats, like, there's just, again, an episode for the visual effects, an episode for the <laughs> score. I mean... Yeah, when I watched it this time, I had totally forgotten about him turning into rats. <laughs> like, I saw that, I was like, yo, that's disgusting. <laughs> and they're not even, they're like the most grotesque rats I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, they're just gross little vile rat things. No <laughs> they really were extra with making his, like, animal forms look yes. repulsive. Well, I mean, and there's a scene when he turns Lucy where it's like, it's a freaking furry scene where he's like... <laughs> I mean, oh my god, like, but again, like, the part... I, yes, I remember, I was, uh, we were watching this the other day, and I, uh, I went, went outside for a cigarette real quick, and I come back in, and I go, so what I miss? And Carlo says, oh, she just got raped by a wolf, you know, <laughs> it was, it's happening, this is, it's still happening. It made me so uncomfortable. I know. Uh, it's vile. <laughs> Ugh, I really do love Lucy, though. Yeah, she's fine, I mean, oh, there's the great. part where the... Where Mina's like looking at the uh, Arabian Nights with the oh yes I love that scene and then Lucy's like oh I've done that and she's like no <laughs> like in my dreams <laughs> <laughs> that exchange is really I mean and that's why I kind of felt for her when Lucy died because I feel like I have so many relationships like that so it felt authentic the relationship yeah, I mean yeah yeah for sure uh, like you can again it you buy the relationships in this like you. Even though Mina and uh, Lucy aren't actually on screen very much together, you're like immediately like, okay, they're friends. Lucy might be a little uh, nuts, but they, <laughs> you can see why they like each other. Uh, I mean, and yeah, I, I agree with you totally. Um, what more do we have to talk about? I feel like we have a lot to talk about. Um, hmm. I don't know. It's just because the movie's so long and so great, I feel like I want to talk about everything at once, and we don't really elaborate on anything. Right. We just, so yeah, great. we're just talking about... It's, it's an over, Like the movie's overwhelming, we're overwhelmed in the conversation about it. But, I know. Uh, I still think... I mean, everyone has to watch this, for sure. I know the time kind of puts people off to it, but... Can you imagine is, this? Is it I that mean, long? Is it... What is it? It's, it's, only, it's only like two hours. No, it's two hours and 40 minutes. No, it's yes. not. Two hours and eight minutes. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to look this up Indeed. now. <laughs> Hold on. I have the case in my hand. <laughs> it, I mean, I agree. It feels... Two it, hours it, like, and eight minutes? Yeah, just yeah. so much what, happened what, that it feels longer, but... What did I watch then? Because I'm pretty sure Amazon told me it was like two you, hours and 35 minutes. You watched, you watched some kind of like weird fan edit, <laughs> I guess, that added an extra three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. That means I got a better movie. <laughs> so good but I do think everyone should watch this and I also think that had this movie come out today it would still be the same exact movie like I don't feel like yes it has aged at all uh, yeah I mean especially because Winona and Keanu look the freaking same now exactly. you know, 25 years later but uh, and they're married and they're married. They got married in this yeah. movie. Are they real? Real? For real? I don't understand. 
So well, the way I see it, if you're married in one country, you're married. Like that's it's it's not like well, I get married here and then I go to Canada and I'm not married anymore. It's that like, they hire. It's that they filmed it in Poland and they got Polish Orthodox, real Polish Orthodox uh, pastors to do the wedding. So yes, she's like, movie. technically, we're married in the eyes of God in Poland. So. Oh God, I hope so. As well, they should be. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, I, yeah, and I love the scene where um, uh, Mina sends a letter to Dracula saying she's going to go uh, marry Jonathan, uh, and there's a part where Dracula just becomes completely devastated and he starts shrieking winds, and I think that's my favorite line of the movie, is just Gary Oldman shrieking winds <laughs> to have the winds uh, fuck shit up, and it doesn't even really do anything, it like kind of just... Uh, and then he goes and kills Lucy. Happens. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I also really like the the storm scene when Dracula's being like shipped to where she oh, is. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's what we need to talk about. Thank you, Alex. That's what we need to talk about. <laughs> Ooh, this is my favorite this. sequence of the movie. Uh, I think it also just might be the best looking because of the way that it's uh, made to colorize to look like the way they used to color movies. Yes. You know, where they'd hand paint uh, each frame, and I think that is uh, awesome and uh, Coppola was talking about the scene where he basically where they basically were just on a sound stage and they were just like driving in a circle for like 25 minutes and it looks but it looks like they're actually riding through the countryside and yeah. it's really gorgeous in every way I and mean, the trees and the snow and the it's all on set but it looks yeah, it's classic, just old school movie making, and it it works. It shows that the old techniques still work if you know what the hell you're doing. And clearly, Coppola knew what the hell he was doing, and that they're timeless, even because, like I said, I feel like yeah. that could be done today, and nobody or like I could show this to somebody today who has never seen like this movie before, and they would probably assume that it was made recently. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it. I mean, that's yeah, exactly because it's just timeless classic uh, methodology in the way that they uh, I even like how the way the action's filmed is very much like a silent film where like people are just falling and it's like almost chaotic but it's you're still uh, following you can follow the geography of everything but also be uh, you know kind of confused by it uh, intentionally and then it's intercut with uh, Mina going full vampire and almost killing you know uh I love that stuff. I love... Uh, I think this is when uh, Winona really gets to cut loose with it, where she's... Uh, it feels a little a hammer. It feels a little hammer horror to me, too. Mm-hmm. There's like... A little bit, yeah. Oh, God, there's just so much about this movie to love. Uh, and it... Yeah, and then, uh, like, the uh, Van Helsing just destroy. You know, goes to kill the brides. Like, there's the... And that's where he gets to really have a more fun, where he's, like, being full-on uh, vampire hunter Van Helsing, and it's Hopkins again going, dialing up to 11. Uh, <laughs> like, he just, like, cuts off their heads and then throws them off the cliff, and, uh, yeah. Oh, God, it's a, I'm definitely watching this again tonight, <laughs> just for the record. What else? Oh, also the, the scene where they're in the theater, and then... I, I think he, like, takes her aside or something, and, like, oh. yeah, the yeah, screen yeah. behind them is people, like, walking 
like oh, shadows right. and silhouettes walking behind them. Yeah, it's the well because that's what they were talking about. Like uh, before, there were movies. That's what they did, right? There was uh, silhouette, you know, machines and stuff, and uh, so like that they go to the museum and do the same, which is the technology they use to do that opening uh, scene. But yeah, there's a part where he like uh, pulls her aside and he like you know probably picks her up and like carries her across the room. Uh, yeah, that's a really great scene. And the, there's a freaking wolf shows up. Uh, so bananas. And that, that's one of the parts where she's like, okay, yeah, I can see this. She, he just tamed a wolf and I'm petting a wolf. That's cool. Yeah, why not? Did anyone else think it was a little like funny when they were seeing each other for the first time and then he all of a sudden just like plugs that he's a prince and then she's like, oh, you're a prince. Never mind. I'll be nice. Because she was, like, a little standoffish not two seconds ago. Well, because, he, yeah, he's, like, actively stalking her. But then, oh, you're a real yeah. prince? Okay, I'm cool Never mind. That. We're cool. Okay, hello. How are you? <laughs> that part always makes me crack up. I'm very into your John Lennon sunglasses. Let's, let's make out. Who oh, my God. That was... Those are, like, such a good touch. Kind of steampunk. Yeah, they're like a mix of like John Lennon and Ozzy Osbourne sunglasses, yes. and, I, and, I, and I need them. <laughs> I also need them. I find that I'm not sure if those kind of glasses were really around during that time period, but it just works, too. Yeah, but they look cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like... That's all that matters. If you look closely enough, they look like super 90s. Because I know that there yeah. were, like, really round sunglasses during mm-hmm. that time period, but these look particularly 90s, and it's kind of funny. Uh, yeah, and the, there's the scene we glossed over, uh, or we talked about it, but the fact that the scene where uh, they're talking about, where Mina and Dracula uh, are talking about his home and stuff, they're on absence during that scene, so that's cool. Oh, they are? They Are, are there two different scenes, but there's a scene where they drink... Absinthe, and he's like, yeah, yeah, about yeah. The... I think it is the same scene. I just didn't know it was absinthe. Oh, yeah, because he's talking about the green fairy, and there's like, there's this really close up shot of. I wonder if. I don't know if. I haven't read the book, so I, or I haven't read the book through the whole, all the way through, so I don't know if that's in it, but. Yeah, I haven't read it in years. I was like 12 when I read that book. It's also very long, so if it's a small detail, I, don't, I wouldn't remember. But yeah, I mean, there's just, again, so many details in this movie that are uh, great and it, that you could miss. And uh, But in the end, I think that, uh, let's talk, you know, we should probably talk a little bit more about Keanu, but. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, like, where do you guys put this on the Keanu scale? Uh, do you think so, it's one of his better movies? Uh it might be one of the better movies he's in, but it's definitely not my... It's not one of my favorite Keanu movies, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, it makes total sense. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, so, like, it's definitely one of the best movies he's in, but, like, in terms of it being a Keanu movie, it's not... Really, and, I, and I honestly think... Well, I think it works, him being, uh, you know, kind of uncomfortable in the role. It's still... I could see that it would be... Um, you know, maybe better serve as someone else. Not not against Keanu, but just like... Uh, but at the same time, Jonathan Harker's character is really not that important to the movie. And he's not so really like, in the movie very often. Yeah. You know, so maybe that's also speaking to why he's... Or why this isn't like one of his best performances. 
Yeah, I mean, I even think, like, um, they're... I almost like him better, like, in terms of period stuff, I almost think he was served better by uh, in uh, Dangerous Liaisons, like, where he... That, like... Again, because he committed to a accent. Like, he wasn't flipping between... All over the place. Uh, ...accents, but then... It is worth it for a couple of really great line readings he has. So, uh, <laughs> and I just, I just like the fact that Keanu is in a gothic romance movie by Francis Ford Coppola. Like, I'm, I'm okay with it in the long run. It's pretty wonderful. Yeah. Even if he is playing it like Ted in a high school play. <laughs> Especially when he's got the gray hair. Like, it looks like. Oh a, my god! It looks like it's a high school so version of gray hair. It's great. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> Kind of suits him, though. Awesome. Yeah, I think that pretty much does it uh, for Dracula. Again, we could go on forever, but uh, we'll just be rambling about how we'll just keep mentioning the costumes. So <laughs> we can wrap it up here. Dracula. Uh, so do you guys have any plugs that you want to make uh, before we sign off? Sure. <laughs> so um, you can find me on Twitter at sick underscore underscore six six. And... I write over at fthismovie.com primarily, so you could find anything by me there. Awesome. Thank you, Allie. Uh, Matt, you don't write for any websites, right? <laughs> You're funny. Uh, no, I rarely do, but when I do, it's fun. Uh, <laughs> as, as usual, you know, hey, you can find me on the Twitter, at TheRealMattC, except no substitutes. Uh, you can also find me over at Talk Film Society, where I'm the editor-at-large, and we just launched a new horror column uh, called Killer Darlings. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to go out every two weeks. And soon, I don't know when this episode is going up, but you'll be able to hear uh, my new podcast, The Matinee where basically I just talk about all the bullshit I've been watching. That's awesome. Sounds great. Uh, thanks, guys, so, so much. Uh, and thanks, everyone, for listening. Join me next time when we'll be discussing Kenneth Branagh's Much Ado About Nothing. Until then, keep being excellent to each other.